As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Race IndyCar podcast. On last week's episode, we discussed Kyle Larson's new drive in the Indy 500 with McLaren, but we couldn't leave it just that JR and I shoot in the breeze. So we had to give Kyle a call and get him on the podcast. So up next, you'll hear JR Hildebrand, my co-host, myself, Jack Benyon from the race and Kyle Larson discussing his new deal to race for McLaren. So Kyle, welcome to the Race IndyCar podcast. We're enormous fans of crossovers and drivers who are willing to step out of their comfort zone a bit on this podcast. So you personify that more than probably anyone in, in current motorsport. So thanks so much for joining us. Let's quickly start by asking, now that the announcement has been made that you're going to contest the, the 2024 Indy 500 with McLaren, were you surprised by the, the reaction that you got and, and how big that announcement was? Um yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I honestly, I hadn't really paid attention much to the reaction of it all. Just, uh, I was, you know, when we announced it, I was in New Mexico, uh, racing a dirt late model. So, um, <laughs> hadn't been on social media and, and all that too much since, since we announced it. But, um, obviously I, I understand that it's, I mean, it's a pretty big deal to me. The Indy 500s, you know, the, the biggest race in the world. And I think a lot of fans and people have, wanted me to race it and expected me to to compete in it so i think you're finally getting it announced it was uh it was really cool so um just grateful for the opportunity with mclaren and and rick hendrick especially and, and jeff gordon and everybody involved and putting the pieces together to uh allow me to go kind of live out a dream and, and hopefully you know do a good job I mean i think jump just jumping into a couple of things that you mentioned there you know even rick has kind of spoken about being a little bit in awe of being associated with the McLaren name. What does that mean to you? I mean, does that register to you for, we grew up in kind of a similar era where McLaren was super successful in formula one. Um, you know, what does being associated with that team mean to you in, in the context of going to run in the 500? Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's amazing. I mean, I didn't, I, yeah, I ran, I raced for Chip Ganassi for so long that I assumed that, you know, maybe I would, 
you know, get my chance to compete in an IndyCar race for him someday. And then, um, you know, obviously you've not raced with him now for a few years. And then I didn't really know where and, and what I would, if I was ever do the Indy 500, who I would be with. And, um, you know, being with Chevrolet on the, the NASCAR side, I knew it would have to be a Chevy team. And, um, yeah, you know, they're to end up racing for McLaren and, and, you know, getting to talk to, to Zach Brown quite a bit. And, um, it's just been, it's been wild really, you know, it's, it's kind of come together quick and I didn't, like I said, I raced for chip for so long. I didn't foresee it, you know, being, this way i guess when i when i got to to finally compete in the race so um it's been amazing and and you know look forward to just doing every everything i can to be prepared i was uh hanging out in the chevy center um last week and the aero mclaren guys were in there uh, on the simulator i didn't know they were supposed to be there but i stopped in and, and said hey and um got to meet a handful of them so um just uh pretty cool overall that's cool. I mean, we're inter- we're curious just what your level of interest is in IndyCar generally. Like, is is IndyCar or maybe open wheel racing more generally something that you consider directing your career toward at any point? Like when you were maybe when you were much younger, um, or is this more a case of like now I'm a pro and I want to go win an Indy 500, so I'm taking my chance, you know, sort of now. Yeah. Um. As a kid, um, you know, my dad and even you know I don't even know where his stance is now but definitely when i was a kid he liked indycar a lot more than any other form of racing um you know especially indy 500 i think you know when i was early on and and even when i went to to indiana in 2011 to to be a full-time usac racer i think you know my dad kind of probably wanted me to go indycar racing more than more than nascar and um you know, things didn't work out for me to go that direction. And, and honestly, at that point, I, I think I wanted to go more the NASCAR route anyways. Um, but I've always paid attention to IndyCar. I've definitely always paid attention to Indy 500 because it's, it's been a race that I've known is special to my dad and, and, you know, really special to me too. So, um, it's been a race that I've dreamt of doing for a long time and who knows, you know, I've, I've been, very intrigued by you know, what Jimmy had attempted to do the last couple of years of you know being a full-time IndyCar racer. I thought that was a huge task for somebody of his age and and all that. But I also really thought it was cool, and and I could you know maybe see myself who knows some day down the road. I li- I like doing new things and stuff that's way out of my comfort zone, and you know doing one race is out of my comfort zone, but you know, maybe doing a, a season or something down the, down the road would be, would be cool. But, uh, the opportunity would have to be right. And, and, um, you know, it, it obviously looked really tough to do. So, um, who knows, but, uh, just excited about doing the Indy 500 for now. Yeah, that's cool. My, my next question was going to be that if Roger called and said, he's got a seat open for you on a road course, if you'd, uh, if you'd jump in, but maybe, maybe generalize that a little bit more, which is, you know, are there, are there things outside of the Indy 500 things that you haven't done yet? that are on your bucket list, like other races, other types of racing that you either really just like to go give a try or particular races that you think like, Oh, that'd be awesome to go compete there. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I've been, I'm really young, but I've been fortunate enough to race in a lot of big races, uh, a lot of different types of cars. 
So, I mean, I've, I've already competed in the Rolex 24 hour at Daytona and, and thankfully you know, was able to win that. I think in 2015, uh, um, yeah, I obviously raced in NASCAR, I get to compete in all those big events. Uh, yeah, I've won the Knox Nationals, Kings Royal, Chili Bowl. Um, I've won a big you know, late model race, the Prairie Dirt Classic. But um, yeah, you know, getting to add the Indy 500, that was definitely the top of my bucket list of events I wanted to run. But there's also there's also others that I haven't yet gotten to compete in. Um, you know, in, in dirt late models especially because I'm I'm new to that, and you know, my schedule doesn't really allow me to go race much on the weekends and that. So um you know the show me 100 stuff like that you know, i would love to win the world 100 uh the dream um there's a bunch but it's world world 100 is that at eldora too yeah yeah the world they're, 100 yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. they're they're indy 500 for um for dirt late models yeah. so but there's a lot yeah cool. there's a lot out there that i'd like to like to do careful kyle because jr is going to have you doing pike's peak pretty soon by by the way this is going <laughs> i guess um, I'd, be, I'd be down for that that may be that may be something later on in my career but i'd be i'd be down for i was gonna that. say kyle needs kyle needs some more open weekends yeah i know i feel like then, up we, then we can weekends. start talking about how we'll fill in his schedule i, I feel yeah. like i feel like we could just throw a load of events out there and kyle's just gonna say yes to all of them so there's not really any point doing You're it like yes yes <laughs> yes that's you right a rally car yes you want to run lamar yes <laughs> yep yep the good thing is Kyle, I'm still young, so I can I, I hopefully will have the chance to do a lot of those. I was gonna say I think like you get you gotta like at some point we're gonna map out like all right, Kyle's gonna take a, a sabbatical from full time NASCAR <laughs> for a couple of years while he's still a young guy, and we're gonna have everything else mapped out for him to go down. Yeah, yeah, no, that'd be that would definitely be really cool. <laughs> Kyle, we know uh, the 500 is a race where you need a lot of things to go your way as well as you know just driving talent being the the kind of main factor behind it but just from uh from your perspective just going into the event what are you expecting to be some of the biggest challenges that you you're going to face well <clears throat> i don't really know because uh, <laughs> i haven't i haven't I haven't driven in an in, in car yet and obviously i think there's going to be a lot of challenges in the beginning you know even before i get to to race but um you the thing that I'm most like, I don't know, not nervous about or, or whatever, but there's way more controls in the cockpit that, you know, you have to be able to adjust on and, and be quick to adjust on when you're, when your engineer is telling you what to do. So, um, just honestly, like memorizing what every button is and switch and dial and weight jackers and, you know, bar jack I, there's there's so much i think in the cockpits that i don't even know about yet so that'll be a bit overwhelming i think at first because you know i'm everything i'm used to racing i don't i don't have cockpit adjusters you know i'm in nascar i might have a fan that i flip on that probably doesn't even do anything um <laughs> or you know just a radio button so being in an indy car i mean i think when you guys qualify like you guys are changing stuff down straightaways and putting them back for the corners and just going 230 some mile an hour and trying to stay calm enough to to make the corner <laughs> but but you know change all the dials and stuff i think will be will be uh overwhelming like i said but i don't know i mean I, hopefully i'll get some decent test time in and, and get used to all that and and be a little more calm once i get to the actual you know, race weekend yeah i guess uh, you know 
one of the things I'm curious about is just you've you like you mentioned earlier, you've driven a bunch of different stuff over the years. I mean, you've you've shown kind of every time you've gotten in something new, no matter how close or far away from what you've done, you know, prior to that, you've you've managed to pretty quickly like be one of the best guys. Do you feel like adapting different types of cars has just been just sort of come naturally to you, at least in terms of the driving part? I definitely hear you in terms of learning the control systems and that kind of stuff, but just getting in and going and drive, you know, I'm curious if you can walk us through your approach to that. You feel like if there's anything that you feel like you really do do particularly well um, in that, in that kind of environment. Yeah. I don't know. I I think that's a good question because, um, I don't know. I, I, I guess the most recent that I've gotten into that's new and, and way different would be a dirt late model. And yeah, I mean like the driving part of it, I would say always seems to come natural to me, but it's like, okay, like I can drive at a average level, but you, if I really want to go out there and, and be one of the best, then it like the little details I think is what is the most difficult part, you know, trying to, figure out the aerodynamics and how car the car reacts in traffic and just like i said the details which i'm sure will be i don't know i hope similar when i get into an indie car like i hope i hope the driving part around by myself will be easy not easy but but natural um where then i could just kind of focus on the traffic the the cockpit adjustments the pit stops the the details of of racing um but i i don't know so um definitely a lot of a lot of work goes into it a lot of studying in all the types of cars that i run watching a lot of videos um i'm sure with the indycar stuff i'll i'll do more kind of talking to other drivers and and the teammates that i have to lean on compared to when i go race you know dirt car i i feel like in the past i just try and figure it out where yeah, with with only one event and being the biggest one, I, I there's a lot that I need to learn quickly. So um, I'm definitely going to talk to as many people as I can. Yeah, cool. Um, just quickly talking about the double, you know, do you feel like you have an advantage because you know a lot of the big names in the past? You're talking about those two races together. I think Tony Stewart kind of has the best like average finish between the two. He's like fifth at the 500 and sixth in the double, or or it was the other way around maybe. Um, you know, you've you've won the Coca Cola 600. Do you think that that kind of gives you an advantage just looking at those two races on the same day? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's, they're both, both events are, are, are really tough. So, um, no, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think it gives me any advantage um, at all, but, <laughs> um, really, I mean, your car, your car, just like anything, your car has got to be driving good. You got to just execute in both races. Um, you know, I think, I think there's, I think execution is more important at the Indy 500 just because the race is a little bit shorter and things just happen a lot quicker where I think it's much difficult to overcome a, a hiccup where in the 600, you know, you got a lot of time to, uh, to, uh, make a mistake and, and get back up there and, and not take yourself out of the race. So, um, I don't know, but you don't want to make any mistakes. So just try and go into both races and, and execute them good and, and um take the best that i can get out of out of each of them and hopefully hopefully by the end of the day i've got the the best average finish of anybody who's done the double (laughs) looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover 
Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You mentioned Jeff Gordon and, and his involvement at the at the top of the call. I know Zach was keen to, to kind of point out how important Jeff had been in, in this whole deal as well. And just want, wanted to ask you a, a little bit more about that, because I guess when Jeff was coming up in the 90s, he was, you know, kind of worldwide famous at, at that point. But he had committed to NASCAR and, and didn't really get the opportunity that, that you've had to, to compete you know, so much outside of, of NASCAR. And obviously one of Jeff's big uh, dreams when he was a kid was to, to compete in the Indy 500. So do you get the feeling that he's kind of living through you a little bit here with, with this one? And do you feel like he's, you know, been extra helpful in all of this because he's kind of maybe helping you to get the opportunities that, that maybe he didn't get in the past? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, after we announced it all, uh, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, I just reached out and told him, you know, thanks again. You know, he was without him. I mean, it wouldn't have been possible because, you know, I was, I was leaning on him quite a bit, um, to be, you're kind of like the middleman between me and Rick, like, Hey, like, you know, don't let Rick forget about, you know, you want to run the 500 and blah, blah, blah. We'd <laughs> always keep the ball rolling. So anyways, you know, I thanked him again and, and he was like, you know, just very grateful and, and said that, you know, he's a, He's, uh, like you said, he's kind of, he's, in, he's going to enjoy it. Cause he's kind of, you know, living through living this experience through me and, and, and something that he wanted to do when he was younger, but didn't get the chance to do it. So, um, yeah, just very grateful for Jeff, especially and, and Rick Hendrick and them for letting me, you know, live out a dream, but also kind of, you know, in a way live out Jeff's, Jeff's dream in a sense. I'm curious just to riff on uh, kind of this conversation with Rick and we've gone through like a long period in motorsports. It seems like where there's not been a lot of what you're doing basically. And some of that's just because you're, you're a unique guy that, that has a lot of cred doing a lot of different stuff. But, you know, we've, I think, I think from the outside, a lot of fans look at motorsport and say, Oh, well, these guys are under like really strict contracts and, you know, blah, 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 blah. That's been, kind of one of the reasons that it's that we feel like maybe the stuff like this hasn't happened or just you going to run in dirt late models on a weekday, you know, before you got a NASCAR race, I guess it seems to me with, within Hendrick in particular, you got Jimmy going and doing his thing. 
Um, and then you've got Chase and yourself that it seemed like you guys have been given some leash to go out and do sort of a variety of different stuff. Chase has been running some dirt cars. He's been running Travis Pastrana's Nitro Rallycross. He's doing 24 hours of Daytona. Um, can you just talk us through like what's what's the vibe within the organization? Like, does it feel like Hendrick is, you know, wants you guys to go get better at other stuff? Like there's like a value proposition in that or or just, you know, that it's the, the reins have kind of loosened up a little bit and they're allowing it. Yeah, I think, I think it's kind of all, all of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, too, it, it did used to be strict. Um, yeah, I remember, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good friends with Casey Kane and, and, you know, he spent some time at Hendrick and I remember when he was there, it was like, you know, they didn't want him to race and, and they didn't really let him race, but just a handful of times. And so when, when everything happened to me in 2020 and, and I had my first initial meeting with Rick they, uh, you asked if there was anything that I wanted and that was just important to me. And I was like, well, you know, I, I love racing dirt cars and I, I want to continue to do that. And, um, was expecting them to be like, absolutely not, you know, you're not going to be, <laughs> you, you need to focus on this. And, um, you know, they said, you know, they said, we're, we're kind of, we're, we're open to it. You know, we're, we're changing, you know, we're changing what we used to be like. And, um, so man, I've, I've raced more now in the last two years than I ever had. Um, yeah. you know, last year I ran or 2021, I ran like 96 total races last year. I ran, I think close to 110 this year. I'll, I'll be around a hundred again. Um, so I think, I think a big reason for it too is one, we, I had a really good year in 2021, obviously winning the cup series championship and, and still doing it all. So, I mean, had we had a bad year, I probably wouldn't be allowed to race as much as I do, but <laughs> yeah, we have way more or we have way less on track time these days, you know, ever since COVID we only get 20 minutes of practice. Heck in 2021, we didn't have any practice. So I think they look at it now as a as a tool for us to stay active behind the wheel and getting, you know, staying sharp and stuff. So, um, obviously there's risk and danger to it too, but I think, I think the, the upside is, is much higher. Yeah, that's cool. Well, switching over to your, to your new boss, Zach Brown. Uh, we know Zach isn't shy about handing out F1 tests. He's, uh, he's handed out quite a few over the, over the last year or so good, bad, or otherwise. Um, or, or making bets with his drivers. Maybe that's a little more relevant <laughs> here where he offers big prizes. If you made any sort of, uh, there any, been any wagering behind the scenes, um, yet with Zach about maybe getting an F1 car or, or anything like that with your McLaren tie? <laughs> no, not yet. I, as of right now, I'm just hoping to get passes to the Vegas F1 race. That's kind of all, kind of all I care about at this point. But, um, no, I would love to, I just, I haven't, uh, I haven't mentioned anything to him yet, but, um, yeah, maybe that's something I, I'll have to wager, I guess, to, I guess to him, but, um, <laughs> that would be, that would be so cool if I could get the chance to, you know, test an F1 car. But, um, honestly, like if I could race in formula one someday, that would be like unbelievable and probably not realistic, but, um, heck who knows? I mean, I, I would love to. And, um, that would be a cool opportunity. Well, we're we're definitely here for it. Um, we'll 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 champion your uh, your your cause <laughs> on the podcast for sure. Thanks. Um, 
before we let you go for our listeners that are interested in nascar kind of jump just jumping back into your your wheelhouse at the moment um what's it been like just adapting a new cup car that came out for 2022 you know i know that that was that was a big deal at the beginning of the year last year but everybody kind of had their own experience and their own challenges with it so maybe you can just talk us through for the nascar fans of the pod what that was like and, and kind of what your expectations are for this year yeah it was uh Obviously, a lot of a lot of unknown going into the beginning of last year. Um, not much testing at all in the you know, previous off season, and um, didn't know what to expect. But you know, once once I got behind the wheel, I was like, okay, it's not uh, it's not too different driving. I would say, you know, the the you it's a lot easier to spin out. Um, so you're on edge a little bit more. It's easier to step over that that line. Um, and, and you know, in traffic, it's got its differences too. You know, it's a little harder to pass. Um, you just the way that the air kind of exits the back of the car, you can't really position your car in the same spot to get you know, that that fresh air and downforce on the nose to to stay turning. So that I mean, besides that, and then the little bit differences on the pit stops and stuff. To me, behind the wheel, it didn't seem way different. So um, still a stock car, still heavy and and uh slides around and things kind of happen a little slower i would say road course stuff you know maybe the biggest difference just with how good the brakes are compared to what we used to have and you know we have more we have bigger tires and stuff so uh, more grip um which made the road courses i I feel like i always enjoy the road courses but then it makes it feel like qualifying laps almost every lap so that's that's kind of fun um but it makes it much more difficult to pass because the braking zones were way shorter um so yeah more fun to drive but but harder to race probably awesome well kyle thanks so much for making the time to talk to us i definitely good luck with getting your uh, vegas tickets from zach because i think it might be uh, easier and cheaper for zach to put you in the f1 car than it would be to get you some tickets for vegas judging by the way that's going <laughs> i was just gonna say it might be easier to get a test than get tickets yeah and it's easy it's easy easy to forget that you've got another uh, sprint cup title to to chase before the 500 comes around yeah i know it is it is wild we got gosh a year and a half almost till uh <laughs> till i get to race the 500 but um no i'm excited to, to spend this year trying to prepare and, and be ready for the opportunity and, and try and you know take advantage of it right on thanks man thanks kyle appreciate it yeah thank you guys see ya so that was kyle larson always great to have a driver who's willing to try different disciplines and give something new a go on the podcast with all the interesting things that come with that Elsewhere in the IndyCar world, we have a full grid for 2023. All of the full-time seats are taken. So we've had Agustin Canapino sign for Hunkos Hollinger Racing, and we've also had Stingray Rob join Dale Coyne Racing in that second drive. Also, Takuma Sato has moved away from where Stingray Rob has signed, Dale Coyne Racing, to drive for Ganassi on the ovals. So we'll see Takuma Sato in a front-running Ganassi car at the Indy 500, which I'm sure is a prospect many people will be looking forward to seeing. If you want to read more about all those stories, head to the-race.com, including some interesting bits about Stingray Rob and where his name comes from and what it has to do with Stirlingshire in Scotland. Aside from all the features and news that you can find on the race, you can also search the Race Media app on your relevant device to take a look at all the latest stories coming out of motorsport with us coming up soon is the thermal pre-season indycar test so we'll be bringing you all the latest surrounding that 
But that's all for this week's The Race IndyCar Podcast. The Athletic.